Are we building too many condos in Toronto? Find out the answer on today's episode. Welcome to the True Condos Podcast with Andrew LaFleur, the place to get the truth on the Toronto condo market and condo investing in Toronto. Welcome back to the show. Thank you again for listening in. Uh, Once again, I'm your host, Andrew LaFleur from truecondos.com, bringing you advice, information, analysis on the Toronto condo market since 2006. And in this podcast, specifically since 2014, thank you so much for listening. Thanks for spreading the word about this podcast. Uh, The listenership and the downloads continue to grow slowly and steadily. So I appreciate um, all of you who have taken the moment to either leave a review, a rating for the show, or to share this show with somebody that you know. Before we jump into today's episode, just want to let you know we do have a, depending on when you're listening to this, if you're listening to it when it's published, we do have a free live event coming up that I would love to invite you out to. If you're a podcast listener and you're still not getting my weekly email updates, which by the way, you can get by signing up anywhere on truecondos.com. But if you're for some reason not uh, a fan of email or whatever it might be, and you're just a listener of the podcast, but you're interested in condo investing and learning about condo investing, and you're interested in getting access to a great investment opportunity, I want to invite you out, and uh, you're welcome to bring friends, families, colleagues, anybody who might be interested. I want to invite you out to our next free live event. And it's a chance to meet me, to hear from me. I'm going to be giving a presentation. um, And I promise to always bring serious value to everybody who comes to these things. So uh, I think you're going to get a lot out of it by coming out. It is going to be on Saturday, December the 8th. If you'd like to register, just go to truecondos.com slash live. truecondos.com slash live. And uh, there you can register for our next free live event on December the 8th. Uh, The actual uh, title of this event is called Fire Your Financial Advisor, How You Can Double Your Money in Five Years by Investing in the Hottest Condo Market in Canada. So hope to see you there. Now, jumping into today's episode, I'm going to be talking about are we building too many condos? As I said in the intro, that's the main thing I want to look at. But Specifically, what this is, I want to share with you some of my thoughts and observations and quick takeaways that I took from Urban Nation's latest webinar. Urban Nation, if you don't know, they track the condo market. They've been doing that for decades now. Um, Sean Hildebrand and Pauline Learman and others from Urban Nation have been guests on this podcast many times, and we use a lot of their data and insights to understand what's going on in the condo market and the housing market in a broader sense. And they are just amazing at what they do. So they started doing these webinars, and I think this was their first one of hopefully many more. And it was about a 45-minute webinar just jam-packed with great information and stats knowledge, insights, trends on what's happening in the condo market. So wanted to just share with you five or six points that stood out to me from that. And the first one is the answer to the question that so often comes up, and that is, are we building too many condos? So you probably heard this at cocktail parties or around the water cooler at work or just general 
chatter out on the interwebs. You know, it just, this is something that's been consistent forever. Uh, there's always this debate in Toronto, it seems, that are we building too many condos? And there's always these these loud voices uh, that are out there screaming from the headlines or wherever else, uh, the, the interwebs, the Twitter sphere, that there's too many cranes in the city, we're building too many condos, uh, this is clearly a bubble and it's all just going to come to a horrible end. But the evidence continually suggests quite the opposite. So the answer to the question, are we building too many condos, looking at what Urbanation is saying from their latest stats and analysis, the answer is definitely no. In fact, not even close. Are we not even close to building too many condos? In fact, we are still perpetually building too few condos. And hence, that is why prices continue to keep rising. Hmm, funny how that works. Supply, demand, prices. Uh, once again, Economics 101, but we so often just listen to that media chatter and we so often listen to those uh, voices around the water cooler, whatever it might be, that are saying, you know, this, there's too many condos, it's not a good investment, don't buy a condo, you crazy fool. A couple years go by and that crazy fool just made a crap load of money and you're sitting there on the sidelines continually. So what's going on here? Well, just again, it's a numbers game. Um, won't go into too much detail, but basically it's, it's quite simple. Urbanation breaks down in, the, in this uh, webinar to say, based on population growth in the Toronto area, we need about 20,000 new rental units produced every year. And from the condo market, we we're finishing currently on average. I mean, it's going to vary from year to year, but on average, we finish about twenty thousand condos a year. Out of those twenty thousand, we have about ten thousand that are, uh, on average, about half of them will be rented out, and about half of them will be um, owner occupied. So we've got about ten thousand rental units there, and then the purpose built rental side. If you break down the numbers, we're expecting on average around three thousand. For the next few years, purpose-built rental units to be added to the market. So 10,000 plus 3,000 is about 13,000. 13,000 is new supply coming in and 20,000 new, uh, new units are what's needed just to keep up with population growth in the area. So we need 20,000. We're only putting in about 13,000 on average. So it's not even close. Um, we need more and more condos to, to if you want to see prices level out and rental and also pre, uh, resale prices start leveling out, we would need a massive increase of new supply. And that is not in the forecast. So there you have it. We are certainly not building too many condos. That, that would be um, takeaway number one. Next takeaway is just that the condo market overall, in order to understand what's happening you know, today, you got to take a, a, a step back and look at the bigger picture of what has been happening over the past number of decades. Going back into the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, and up until today, there's a multi-decade trend of people moving back downtown. This is something we talk about on the podcast a lot. 
It's not just a Toronto thing. It's in cities around the world, but most particularly, it's in cities in North America. There is a big trend of people moving downtown. So downtown Toronto has been historically over the past 10, 15 years, the best place to invest your money. It's where people want to live. It's where people are going. But now, as I've been saying in 2018, if you've been following and listening to me, as Toronto has become more and more expensive, pricing out more and more people, we're starting to see smaller centers in Ontario, smaller cities also undergoing the same trend. Your Hamiltons, your Kitcheners, your Ottawa's, even even London, Ontario, places like that, you're seeing this trend of people moving and people interested in and actually moving back into the downtown cores of these cities. So I do believe that that trend that we've seen over the last many decades in Toronto, it's going to continue, yes, but you'll also start to see it in these other centers as well. And these other centers will will also be attractive places to invest for the same reason. Because it's a flow. Um, As the people are attracted to moving into the downtown core, then that's the companies are next. The companies follow where the where the talent is and where the people are and where they want to live. And so you're seeing more and more office space and jobs being relocated to the downtown core away from that, you know, the trend in the 50s, 60s, 70s towards everything moving out of the city and into the suburban areas. And you have these suburban office parks. That trend um has been reversed in recent years, especially, and it's been a slow process, but the interest now is gone mostly in the other direction towards back into the city. So more people going to the city, the jobs, the office space. We've uh, talked about in the uh, urban nation, talked about the record number of um, office buildings in the downtown core under construction scheduled for delivery over the next three, four, five years. So, That is, you know, it's the old expression of follow the money. The money is going downtown. Uh, That's where you want to be if you are an investor. You want to follow that that money trail in a general sense. Not always and only, but that as a general rule is a good place to start and a good way of thinking about it. So um, that trend is going to continue. We're going to keep seeing people moving in the downtown core. Another interesting point was uh, GDP growth. Toronto GDP GDP growth and tied into this whole thing about the job market and commercial office buildings. Toronto GDP is about twice it's growing at, at twice the twice the rate of the rest of Canada. So Canada GDP growth over the past few years is around 1.8% on average versus the Toronto GDP growth has been around 3.5%. So pretty much double. So again, if you're if you're a real estate investor, go where the jobs are, but more importantly, go where the job growth is happening. Uh, if there's growth in that job market, then people are going to flow in there. Real estate values will follow uh, shortly behind. So that's good news. Um, and we do expect that to continue. Overall, the economy is great. Um, Unemployment is pretty much at all-time lows right now as well. So that's, you know, it's, it's a very healthy economy at the moment. Affordability. Uh, who is buying all these condos? That's another question that comes up a lot is how can anybody afford to buy these condos? 
you, you know, the pr pr prices are just out of reach for everybody. It doesn't make any sense anymore. Uh, it's all going to come crashing down because no one can afford these things. So therefore, prices have to come down. Well, again, Urban Nation digs a little deeper into the data here and, and looks behind the headlines. And when you do that, what you find is that, yes, prices have risen a lot, especially in the downtown core. Yes, on the surface, it does seem like things should be unaffordable. Um, but as we said on this podcast for many years, it's actually a case of uh, Toronto was extremely and really still is underpriced and uh, a little bit maybe too affordable compared to most other cities around the world. And so the what you find if you peel back uh, the onion a bit is you need about $100,000 to afford the average condo downtown. Uh, to get into the market, you need about $100,000 income to do that, whether it's you by yourself or your household income. Um, and as we know, probably most buyers are in a household income sort of situation where there's multiple incomes being used to purchase that uh, property. Uh, so you need about 100000 and what they show in the in the um, webinar is that the average, they estimate the average downtown income, household income downtown is actually about 125000 125000 so that is a number that is significantly higher than the GTA average as a whole, which is, I don't have the numbers here and they didn't share them, but it's probably closer, last stats I've seen, probably around 70,000 or so is your average GTA household income. So the average downtown Toronto income, 125,000, which is actually, interestingly, more than enough to be able to afford a condo downtown. But... Another angle that I always look at when people ask me this, you know, who can afford to buy these condos? Who's buying all these, all of these things? It's important to point out that, you know, the people that are buying the new condos that are being sold today, you know, most properties out there that are in the world are not for sale. They are properties that were purchased, you know, a long time ago, anywhere from, you know, 60 70 years ago somebody who's you know 90 years old and they're living in that same house they bought 60 70 years ago up until you know somebody who just bought a house yesterday but the average you know ownership time in the gta of all properties that exist is you know i don't know what it is but it's the average is is probably 10 20 years something like that is the average amount of time so those people who, the average person bought a house a long time ago is my point, right? The average income is around 70,000 and the average person bought a long time ago. So it was affordable when they bought, but who's buying today? The, the properties that are transacting today are, you know, these margin, at the margin sort of type properties, if you think about it like that, um, they are not average people who are buying these properties. The people who are buying these properties are not the average. You, you got to stop thinking about it like that. Um, properties, new properties that are that are being sold today, they don't have to be priced at, uh, you know, what the average income person can afford. That's not how it works. It's just what the, uh, you know, what the average person who doesn't already own a property can afford. And what you find is, uh, again, that the average income downtown 
is $125,000. That number is probably shocking to a lot of people listening, but that is, you know, that is a, a true number. That is facts are facts. So, um, again, the average income downtown can more than afford the average condo downtown. So just based on that alone, you, you do start to sense that there is room for prices to continue to grow just based on that alone. And if wage growth continues as well, which it is growing at, at the highest rate, it's been growing in a, in a number of years they showed too, then prices will, again, prices will naturally keep rising if that is the case because people can still afford to buy um, these homes at today's prices. So uh, another interesting point was the they brought up the new versus resale. They compared new condo prices, pre-construction condo prices versus resale condo prices. And what they showed is that the gap between new and resale is at one of the largest points. I don't know if they said specifically the largest ever, but it's at a it's grown significantly from what it was uh, a couple years ago. So the you know if the, if the average resale is about a thousand dollars a square foot, for example, the average pre-construction downtown is about twelve hundred dollars per square foot. So that's a pretty big gap between the two. A few things to point out. Number one is that. Uh, and reasons behind this, uh, from my perspective, is number one, costs to build are way up. So the construction costs, land costs, development costs, um, time required to actually get a site approved and shovels in the ground is much longer than ever it was, which all adds up to more costs. So the cost to build a condo is much, much higher than it was a year, even just a year or two ago. Certainly five, 10 years ago, it's, you know, it's exponentially higher. Um, cost of labor and materials, everything, ev- all the costs are up. So therefore, developers cannot afford to price condos for anything less in the downtown core than, you know, around 1100 bucks a square foot. It's sort of now the, the floor, the basement that they can afford to price a condo downtown. The second thing is that um, there's a lot, in my opinion, there's a lot more higher end projects that are out there in the market right now. You've got projects downtown that are, you know, $1,600, $1,800 per square foot, which is naturally going to skew the average price of all new condos a little bit higher than it typically would be. But really my main takeaway that I want to give to you, the listener on this is you know, what I call my 95% rule when it comes to condo investing. So my rule is that 95% of all condos that are out there on the market at any given point in time are not worth investing in. They're not good investments. So you need, it's so important to work with an expert agent who knows what they're doing, who has a track record of success and who knows how to differentiate between the condos that are going to be a great investment, the condos that are going to be an okay investment and the condos that are going to be a crap or perhaps even a terrible investment. So that's again, shameless plug, but that's exactly what I do. Hopefully, um, if you're familiar with me and this podcast and truecondos.com, you already have a sense of that. But if you're new here, that is what we're all about. We help investors find those 5% condos that break 
the mold that will give you great inve uh, investment returns and ultimately that you're going to beat the market. We're not looking to get average returns. We're looking to get above average returns. Um, and obviously, like I said, I've been doing this for 12 years now and I have a very good track record of doing so. Urbanation also talked about their stats, which got a lot of headlines earlier this year. They did a study with CIBC, which according to what they put together, it showed that approximately 45% of all condo investors were cash flow negative. 45% were cash flow negative on a month to month basis on their condo investments. And again, this uh, ties into this whole notion that most people buy the wrong condos. Most people, most investors who are so-called investors are just not doing it right. They're buying the wrong condos in the wrong buildings, in the wrong locations, the wrong layouts, and the results speak for themselves. Uh, a huge chunk of these people are experiencing negative cash flows. And meanwhile, um, our investors, by and large, uh, you know, I don't, have a definitive statistic on it, but I would venture to say that 100% um, or very, very, very close to 100% of my clients who purchased with me, the many hundreds of them over the years, are all going to be cash flow positive on their units. Certainly, my own personal portfolio, I can without hesitation say that 100% of my condos are cash flow positive in a big way. So if 45% of condo investors, if you believe that's that, that 45% of condo investors are cash flow negative, that means a lot of people, again, just don't know what they're doing. They're getting wrong, bad advice or worse, they're getting no advice and they're just going out and buying properties that are not good for investment. So make sure you get yourself, whether it's me or somebody else, make sure you do have somebody helping you invest smart um, and right and uh, and um, you you want to obviously not be average. You want to be above average. Beat the beat the market. And finally, the question is, what will happen in the future? Bust out the crystal ball. You know, everybody wants to know what's going to happen next. Where are prices and everything going? So, what's going to happen with rents and prices moving forward? According to this presentation from Urbanation. Well, what I took from it was that we can expect higher prices, we can expect higher rents in the short term and most certainly in the long term as well. But they are resonating with what I've been telling investors for the last year and a half, which is don't get used to these high double digit returns uh, or, or not returns, but um, increases in prices, these double digit returns increases in rents. Don't get used to it. It's not normal. It's not sustainable, as Sean said a couple times in the presentation. Um, uh, we do expect uh, prices and rents to return to more normal levels as more supply is added in the next two, three years. There's potential. You never know because construction schedules of new condos are so um, up and down and variable, and there always are delays. Um, but uh, there may be some time, some years in the next two or three years, there may be a year where we do get, you know, 30,000 condos completed in a single year. 
Um, again, I've been watching this for 10 years now, and, and there's always supposed to be this one year where we get this massive flood of new product onto the market, and that will have a dramatic you know, effect on prices and rents, people say, but it just never happens. Um, and the, and the, the evidence seems to suggest that we do have a construction maximum, a construction threshold, a construction capacity um, in this city where we can only actually complete, just because of labor shortage, we can only complete around 20,000 condos per year. So, um, you know, like I said, for the past 10 years, there's always been this year, it's usually two years away on the horizon where you're supposed to get this big, huge flood of new condos all finishing at the same time. It's never happened. Uh, what always ends up happening is these these completion dates keep getting pushed further and further back. And, you know, after a decade of watching this, I can only conclude that we just don't have enough labor to complete more condos than we've already done. Like we've given it our best shot for 20 years and we've never really been able to complete more than 20,000 units. So it just doesn't seem to be a number that we can get significantly higher than. But that being said, you never know. It could happen. If it did happen, if we do get a 30,000 unit completion year, then that would probably slow things down in the market. Um, prices may come down a bit. Rents may come down a bit in such a year if it, that were to ever happen. So that's something to be aware of. But that would just be a temporary blip on the radar. Um, and we would go back after a year or so to what it was before. After that product would get absorbed, gets absorbed, we'd go back to, you know, another, you know, the usual year of around 15 to 20,000 units completed. And you have rents and prices going up again. So long term, very bullish, short term, also bullish. But, um, knowing that the the price gains and the rent gains will probably moderate a little bit. So there you have it. There are my takeaways from the Urbanation uh, webinar, which was so great and valuable. And I do uh, encourage you to check out their future webinars if you can. Um, and just go to urbanation.ca. I'll include a link to all this stuff in the show notes. And if I can, I'll also include... Um, a replay of the actual presentation. I'm not sure if uh, that's public um, public or not, but if it is, I will definitely include it on the show notes for this episode so you can watch the whole thing at your leisure. And once again, for all the show notes for this podcast in all episodes, just go to truecondos.com slash podcast. You can find everything there. Okay, until next time, I hope you have a great week. Make sure you sign up for our live event. Once again, truecondos.com forward slash live. I hope to see you there December 8th. It's going to be a great day. Great chance to meet me and to learn. And uh, yeah, until next time, happy investing. Thanks for listening to the True Condos Podcast. Remember, your positive reviews make a big difference to the show. To learn more about condo investing, become a True Condos subscriber by visiting truecondos.com.